welcome back to another Daily Walk. We're once again going to keep it quiet because I don't know how many crazy homeless guys are around. There's a guy not too far from here screaming about the evil rantings of, of how evil God and religion is. And uh, there's uh, significant amounts more homeless in this park than there was the other day when I filmed in here. So... You know, it's uh, welcome to California. Kind of happens. Now, of course, I'm surrounded by turkeys, so you might see turkeys meandering around in the background. That's fine with me. The turkeys are fine. Uh, isn't it crazy? The turkeys are fine. The people aren't. I don't know. Whatever. Well, today we want to talk about this little section in Hosea where I'm reading right now, and uh, mostly I wanted to talk about the idea here that first the the couple core verses here is very often misquoted it's quoted as this amazing god is gracious thing but if you actually read the context around the scripture what you actually find is that god is saying quite the opposite god is saying you guys are so shallow in your repentance and so narrow in your focus toward me that you're actually going to be destroyed because of the flippancy by which you choose to worship and that really is the the principle here, and it is the warning to us that we ought not treat God so callously. We ought not treat God like he's the buddy Jesus. We instead have to see him as the eternal God. Maybe that same God who holds the sinners in his angry hands, (laughs) if you know the context. The section we're going to start reading at first here, we're going to look at Hosea chapter 6 verses 1 through 3. And then we're going to read the surrounding context so you can see what we're talking about. So first, the the glorious part often quoted by people for how amazing God is. Come, let us return to the Lord, for he has torn us, but he will heal us. He has wounded us, but he will bandage us. He will revive us after two days, and he will raise us up on the third, that we may live before him. So let us know, let us press on to know the Lord, his going forth as certain as the dawn, and he will come to us like rain, like the spring watering rain over the earth. See, that's often quoted as a block to, wow, look how gracious, look how God, a wonderful God is. Well, if you look at the context of the original language, and this is something NASB gets correct, this is a quotation from God. God is literally mocking them. This is not, God is so gracious and amazing. This is God is uh, God is mocking the people. How do we know? Well, this is an example of where the chapter verses and things were put in really the wrong spot. We have to go up a little bit. So let's look at Hosea chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, which are the two verses preceding this. It says, For I will be like a lion to Ephraim, and like a young lion to the house of Judah. I, even I, will tear to pieces and will go away. I will carry away, and there will be none to deliver turkeys. <laughs> um, none to deliver turkeys. Sounds like Thanksgiving. All right, it is November. Uh, I will go away and return to my place until they acknowledge their guilt and seek my face. In their affliction, they will earnestly seek me. So God is going to bring destruction and pain and suffering on the people. And in their um, affliction, they're going to seek him. But is this really what is going on specifically? Now it gets into the three verses we just read. Oh, let us come before the Lord. But now if you pick up verse 4, which is the end of the quotation, we start seeing that God was mocking them. 
What shall I do with you, O Ephraim? What shall I do with you, O Judah? For your loyalty is like a morning cloud and the dew which goes away early. Therefore, I have hewn them into pieces by the prophets. I have slain them by the words of my mouth. And the judgments are on you like the light that goes forth. I delight in loyalty rather than sacrifice and the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. But like Adam, they have transgressed the covenant. They have dealt treacherously against me. So you see here that God is talking here about the faithlessness of the people. He's talking about the fact that this people go out and do what they want, suffer the consequences of sin, and then call to God when it hurts, and then God will restore them back, but then their loyalty fades away instantly. That's what it means over here. Your loyalty is like a morning cloud and like dew which goes away early. As soon as God comes in and gives us that blessing, we just, let's go and enjoy, you know. And then we just go off and forget about God and go do our own thing. So he talks about, I've hewn them to pieces by the prophets. This is, I have sent the prophets out among you to really teach you the right ways to go. Yet you have ignored me. I've slain them by the words of my mouth. Their judgments are like light that goes forth. And then this gets to that point where we've been talking about in the Amos study that God doesn't want our religiosity. He doesn't want our sacrifices. He wants our obedience. He wants our love. And so you hear phrases like it's easier to ask for forgiveness than for permission. That is an evil and demonic sentiment. You should not be saying such things. What we instead ought to be saying is, let me seek what is the will of God. You see, they had the prophets then that would come in this day. We don't have the prophets that are coming. We have the compiled canon of the Old and the New Testaments. That is the fundamental principle by which we need to live and guide our lives. And the sad reality is the average Western Christian doesn't spend a lot of time. They go to a church to do the church thing. The churches more often than not have pastors who know, have no idea what is in the word, or at least if they do, they're certainly not teaching it and certainly not living it. We have these mega churches which focus on the, the God-ordained and anointed cult leader, the lead pastor, but we don't have any real back and forth in the scripture. We don't have any ability to sit down and understand the word. We don't have any ability to sit down and, and discuss. Like, go if you're going to one of these big mega churches that's soft on theology, you know the ones I'm talking about. Hopefully, if you're listening to me, you're probably not going there. If you are, try going in and just just try it for like three months. Go in, sit next to a different person every day and say, you know, I was reading Romans 9 and uh, I'm getting into this idea of God's sovereignty and our salvation. And um, try and have a discussion with people. See, do, do glies glaive over? They're like, how about the Super Bowl? Or do you actually be like, yeah, you know, I was just reading some deep stuff. You know, I don't care if somebody sits on the Arminian end or the Calvinistic end of this, as long as you have a rational idea as to how you've come across your ideas that have come and are informed deeply from Scripture. 
And that's the thing that we're completely missing. We as a nation are collapsing because the Christians of the nation are collapsing because we are not seeking to obediently follow God. We are seeking to have fun and do pleasure and accept the little corrections of God, not in the positive way necessarily, but in the negative ways. This really is a fundamental issue. And Ultimately, it boils back to us reading the word and allowing it to transform us proactively because it's way better that we learn and recognize our sinful behavior and correct it ourselves rather than be rebuked by God. But when we are rebuked by God, let not your loyalty to God be like the morning dew and stay in steadfast faithfulness and keep up the life in the word of God. So that is the most important thing for us as Christians today is be in the word of God. Understand that that is what was given to us in this time to truly seek and know and understand who God is. So that is the important message here. Do not be arrogant before God. Do not wait on God to restore you so you can go live your fun life and then, oh God, help me, help me. It's like having the rich relative that will bail you out of every stupid financial decision you make. You don't want to do that, <laughs> okay? Uh, and that really is the, the ultimate principle. Uh, we, have to, we have to proactively be in the Word of God and proactively conform our life to what is in the Word of God. We'll leave that here for now. Have a look over the website, ourwalkingchrist.com. You can find the other resources over there. And with that, thank you for watching and hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkingchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.